feels like it belongs to someone else. That shield represents a lot of things to a lot of people. Symbols are nothing without the women and men that give them meaning. We need someone to inspire us again. The world's more complicated now. We're never gonna stop. This world is ours. There's no going back. It doesn't have to be a war. He already is. And welcome back to the Film Realcast. I'm Stuart, your host. As usual, I'm joined by Neil. Neil, how are you doing? I'm very well, my friend. Very well. Good stuff. Always lovely to hear your voice. We're not joined by James. I did ask James to come on this podcast, but I think he's on some kind of reconnaissance mission somewhere and he'll come out when he's ready but he will be missed james i hope you're well but this is a bonus podcast that we're doing and the reason why it's a bonus and the reason why i'm really excited is because we are doing the long-awaited falcon and the winter soldier currently on disney plus have you been excited neil what's your marvel knowledge like are you a fan i'm a massive fan um, I'm not as much of a fan as you. I know you have several Marvgasms per day about <laughs> about Marvel stuff. But no, when I heard this was coming out, I was interested because it was two characters that I've... I know, obviously, about the Winter Soldier, but the other guy, not so much. The Falcon, I don't think he was portrayed as much. So it was interesting to see where they were going to go with it. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I, yeah, there's no secret. I, I love Marvel. It's just so so good it really excites me no matter what they do and on the back of um one division which is obviously available on the, the youtube channel the film real cast that was a, a huge success the ratings that got uh the media attention it got and on the internet it was so good and what, what i loved about it and it had myself going in so many different directions that it had so many tangents so many possibilities uh, marvel teased us so much with Mephisto, with mutants, with X-Men, crossovers. And honestly, it was so good. And But it was, in a way, it was draining, you know, because you're constantly guessing which way it's going to go. You're hoping it's going to go that way. But with this, just from what I've seen in the trailers, I've not read a lot about what's going to happen. No. But it looks like a kind of buddy cop, in a way, like a lethal weapon, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I mean, we'll get into this one, but... It- it doesn't really go down that line in this particular episode. But, yeah, I think that's how it's going to go down. I, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I know you're really into your WandaVision and you've done, obviously, all your reviews on it. But it's something that I've never been out of. Just the way they portrayed it. And I know you've spoken to me about this, but there's just something about that show that I just can't bring myself to watch it. No, I know I've had this conversation with you before and it's just i don't know the way they advertised it or whatever it just doesn't tickle my fancy yeah yeah there are kind of two camps to this that people Mm. either love it or they don't like the way it was set up Mm. and struggled with the the kind of 50s 60s 70s and the the slapstick um situational comedy that it went in and to be honest i was like that and 
I think if I wasn't as much as a fan as I am, I, I could have easily stopped watching it and gone back to it every now and then. But I've watched it again since, all the way through, and binge-watched all of the episodes. Wow. And it, it, it's still very, very good. And it, even though you know what's going to happen, it doesn't spoil it. It's it's really good. But um, I mean, so obviously Falcon, uh, yes. Anthony Mackie, an actor I really, really like. I, I think he's really underrated as well. Sebastian Stan, who plays Bucky Barnes, Again, I only ever knew him um, from the MCU. I didn't know him from anything else. I know he's been in a lot. But what's kind of surprised me and disappointed me, I suppose I don't know the content yet, that this is only going to be six episodes, whereas WandaVision was nine. Yeah, I was looking at that. I was surprised it was only six episodes. So that was, yeah, I found that quite strange, considering how many they did. How many did they do for WandaVision in the end? I I think they did nine. um, Yeah. Yeah, it went over a course of eight weeks because they released the first two in the first week. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah. So, but um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes. And I'm, the only thing I do know, uh, or I believe I, I could be wrong, um, is that the baddie in this could end up um, being Zemo, who was the, uh, the the main kind of villain in the in Civil War. Where it got everyone together. So yes. and it's, um, Helmut Baron Zemo. So, yes. But obviously, uh, as we'll get into this, he's yet to appear. But what did surprise me? Because I didn't see any trailers for this, and I was uh, kind of shocked at the end of it, which I can't wait to get into. But yes, yes, I've got quite a few questions which surprised me in this, and we're going to just go for it really, really quickly. I say it's not going to be a massive in-depth podcast review. It's just going to be quite a short one, but the start of it, it was quite kind of like a somber, sad start. You've got Sam there um, with Cap Shield and I'm still reeling from the effects that we're not going to get Steve Rogers back again. I love Captain America. He's so good. Yeah. He's a, he's a massive part of the MCU, isn't he? And he's, you know, he's the proper all American hero. It's, yeah, it's just confirming that he's he's gone. He he chose his path and his and values and everything yeah. that he stood for. He put yeah. his country first, and that was just what I love. Nothing was even though when he was getting a shit beaten out of him by Thanos, he stood up at the end and in Endgame, and that just brings like chills down your spine. It's so good. Now it's interesting that Sam, knowing um, Steve Rogers as he did, feels that pressure and feels he can't take up the mantle and can't pick up the shield. It's it's sad in a way, but it's quite interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. I just, I just think he, don't, he doesn't feel like he can ever be, fill his shoes, does he? He just he doesn't think he's in the same league as Captain as Steve Rogers. So yeah. he's never going to take that mantle, or we don't believe he is anyway. No, no. And we've seen since, um, spoilers from the trailers, that, you do see him kind of warming up with the shield, practicing, throwing the shield, catching it. So mm. we know that somewhere down the line, the situation does change. But it starts off with him. And he, we learn that he's like a, a hired kind of mercenary for the military in a way, isn't he? And he's after um, a criminal organization known as LAF, which I've never heard before. It might be in the comics. I honestly don't know. But that's who he's after. So, I mean, are you a massive comic fan for Marvel at all? Do you have a history of that? No, I don't know. Like I said before, I'm, I'm more of a DC comic fan, uh, just because I like the more darkness of it. Um, but so no, I'm I'm a bit of a noob when it comes to sort of the law around all this sort of stuff. So you must be looking forward to Zack Snyder's um, version of uh, Justice League, I take it, which is coming out. 
yes, yes and no. I'm, I'm still a bit funny with the film side of it. Like I've said before, I think the MCU really smashed the films out, and I've been a little bit disappointed with the with the way that DC have done it. Um, I watched um, Justice League the other day, which was on Sky, and it yeah. was it was enjoyable. It, don't get me wrong, it was enjoyable, but I don't know, it just doesn't hit the same heights as MCU. Yeah, it's such a shame that James can't be on this one because James is a massive Superman fan. He is mm. a massive DC fan. And I know that he'd be furious that he hated Justice League. He hated Batman. He couldn't yeah. stand. I know in the Superman films, the Kevin Costner dilemma of when he goes to, was it save his dad? And it just, yeah. I think that's what happened. And it's just Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I never really liked the films. Because I'm a more Marvel side of the fence, but yeah. I mean, I know if he'd be here, he'd be shouting out a few expletives now because he actually <laughs> can't stand it. So I would love to wind him up and say that James loves it all, and he could listen to this just saying, "Stuart, you're so wrong." But yeah, I know. Let's well, um, just say that he loves it. He loves it. Yeah, James has got no problems with anything DC have done, which is great. <laughs> so this starts off with. Um, a Falcon on this rescue mission to rescue this, um, I think it's Van Sant, this um, general that's been kidnapped. Yes. And it, when I first watched this, it, I kind of, I knew there'd be something good because the, it's just a have to a, a massive impact. It has to be good. It's like the initial scene, like a lethal weapon, where they always put something really exciting to to get you hooked. And when I saw like the the baddie in this. I kind of thought I, I recognize that guy a bit slimmer and it's George Batroc from uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. And he, he was on the ship when um, Nick Fury was trying to get the information for Project Insight. Mm. And he was the one who held everyone hostage. And he was eventually uh, arrested by S.H.I.E.L.D. And um, he was yeah, taken I, to like a safe house in Algiers where he yeah, escaped, obviously, because he's there. Yeah, I, did, I thought I recognised him as well, but I couldn't put it. So there you go. Yeah, and he obviously is the... Uh, I take it he's running laugh. He must be, or whether he's going to come into it later on. But um, yeah, I think it's George St-Pierre. He's a, I think it was MMA fighter. I think he was. But it was really, really good to see him again. And he's a character who wasn't frightened to go toe-to-toe, as we know, with Captain America. He got his ass kicked, as everyone does. But he kicked... <laughs> Falcon's ass, didn't he, on this plane? He did. I'm guessing he must have some sort of powers that have been given to him, or he's immune himself, or something like that, because he does absolutely kick the shit out of him, doesn't he? He does. At one point. Yeah, I don't think, I could be wrong, I don't think that he's um, got mutant powers. I think he's just fucking really hard. I think he's just a mercenary. Mm. Um, But I could be wrong. If I am wrong, let us know. Send us a, a tweet at the Film Real Cast or email at the film at gmail.com. But yeah, I honestly don't know. But um but yeah, it was great to see him again. And the action was really, really good. We did the um shoot 'em up podcast review, which is available on iTunes and everywhere else. And that's a scene where people jumped out of the plane and it was awful and we laughed. But he goes <laughs> to hijack this plane and they all kind of skydive in those kind of what are they called? Like the it's like those squirrel kind of yeah, suits, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a squirrel suit, isn't it? I think they call it, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good action. And one of them, I think it's uh, Batroc has got the general attached to him. And they have like this fight and shoot up in the air. And I kind of thought, as soon as I saw that, 
this is the way that it should have been done. Oh, definitely, definitely, because that was terrible. But there again, I gave it zero. Um, it was. Oh, I hate that film so much. But no, this was brilliant. It's an excellent action scene. It really does grip you straight away, doesn't it? Because it's just non-stop how he tries, how he gets into the plane, how he's got to, you know, they've told him to do it on the quiet, and yeah. it just goes completely wrong in that sense. And, he and just it's got has the red this... wing, which I love. Mm. And that kind of cuts the hole in the side of the plane. As you say, he flies in through that hole. And you think he's rescued him, but Patroc then goes and kicks his ass, yeah. and they all jump out. Yeah. And I kind of, you do kind of just take everything with a pinch of salt when you watch all of the MCU films, and you have to do to enjoy them. But I really liked when there's different helicopters, and they're using their kind of wingsuit to fly into the various helicopters. I mean, you've got to be so careful. You've got the rotor blades flying around. It's going to cut you in bits. Yeah. But even despite all of that bollocks, it was really entertaining. I really enjoyed it. Well, that's the thing. I think you're right. With a superhero movie, everyone, you know, the, even the special ops and stuff are so amazingly trained that they can do all this shit. You know, it's generally fairly impossible, but you just you take it for what it is and you just have to run with it, like you say. And it is massively enjoyable to see all the stuff that they do. Yeah. And I love the fact that he gets in the plane, a helicopter, and he starts talking to the general about him, and then all of a sudden he's just sat in the seat next to him. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, it's really, really good. And from the ground watching him is a, uh, a character called Miguel Torres. Mm. And Miguel Torres in the comic books is a character who took over from being the Falcon. He, I think he came in in 2015. Oh. Um, and he was, was captured and he was experimented on. And he became had mutant powers where he grew wings, and it was from like the Red Falcon, and he kind of mutated those wings, um, and then he became uh, like a sidekick, an assistant to Captain America. But he was, but part of his kind of mutant uh, a gene was he had kind of like vampire kind of abilities. Do you see what I mean? Right. And okay. It was uh, it was just quite interesting, and he's a, a really good character. So. It'll be interesting to see how they, or if they, do go with the the comic books. A lot of the, like, say for instance, Wonder Vision, where they went along the um, the comic that House of M, mm. and they kind of they didn't really stick to those guidelines, but you could almost predict what was going to happen right, to see okay. whether they're going to do the same in this. To see whether I don't know, for instance, whether Laugh or you've got the Flag Smashers, who we'll talk about in a bit, do mutant experiments and. Because we know one of them um, is extremely strong. Yeah. Whether Torres will get captured, whether they'll do experiments, if they'll go down that line, you know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe knowing that now, because I was always when I was watching it, I was like, "Who is this random bloke that's these obviously his mate?" Yeah. And you know they're going on this mission, and then it goes on to them being in um, Tunisia together, and you know yeah. what? There's got to be a relevance to him, and. Now you said that, I reckon they will go down something like that line that he will get captured and it will be sort of maybe a episode six reveal, something yeah. like that, at the end where he sort of wakes up or escapes or is used by them or something like that. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. But, um, yeah, going back to the the scene where they're flying through the canyons where he's chasing helicopters, it is so good. It's just so much, as you said earlier, just end-to-end -end action and the special mm. effects fucking awesome 
there's no break in it. There's no part in it where you think this is just nonsense. This is just green screen. It's just it's bollocks. There's not too much special effects, is there? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. It is seamless in the sense of like we were talking about in the last podcast about Deadpool. It is seamless. The CGI is so good. And the action's so good that you just don't see anything. You don't see, ah, oh, that's definitely green screen, like you say. So now I thought it was very, very well done. Yeah, superb. And then you meet after the mission. And it kind of made me laugh in a way that after that, you, as you said, you're in Tunisia and you've got Sam kind of fixing Stark's tech. And you think, how the fuck can he do that? You know, <laughs> yeah, he's no. not obviously no. capable of doing that. No, because he's saying, oh, let me have a go you know the, um his friend saying yeah. oh, let me let me get that fixed for you and he's like no every time you touch it something else goes wrong with him but how he's managed to learn how to fix that himself is god only knows i'll blow it up <laughs> i'll touch it and blow up my face and that's when he shows him the i don't know it's like an apple technology on his phone about mm. the like the red hand around the globe yes and the flag smashers are again they're from a uh, comic and they're a political group for, in this comic, they were, um, who don't want world borders. And they think the world is better without having borders and without having kind of individual governments. They try and take them down. So, again, they're, they're sticking to like a format. And But I'm not going to try and guess what's going to happen. Because I did that and I was fucking hopeless in WandaVision. So <laughs> I'm going to go with a flow in this and just, and just see what happens. See what happens. Don't try and second guess it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, but there again, I'd like you to, just to see how wrong you are. Or indeed, how <laughs> right you are. <laughs> you were first. No, ignore the latter. How wrong I'll be. I think that makes more sense. But you, you get the impression from this, the conversations they have, that he's really interested in finding out about the uh, Flag Smashers mm. and Sam's going to back him up if it does kind of go tits up, which we know it will. And the next part... When they're at the Smithsonian Museum, and it's nice to see Rhodey back in. Is uh, Don Cheadle absolutely brilliant? He, I wish you had more of a part in this, because I just think he was such a good character. He's got such a dry sense of humour, you know. It's yeah, definitely. Yeah. But he hands over the shield, and I had a feeling that something was just a bit sinister. Did you when you saw this? Something underlying wasn't right. Um, I didn't at the time, to be honest. Um, I, I, I was half expecting him when he's handing over the shield and he has a long chat uh, with the other character that I was expecting him to turn around and say, oh, actually, no, I'll keep it. But he didn't. He walked away from it. But, yeah, I didn't see... Obviously, you look into things far more than I do, young <laughs> Stu. Sad man. But it's really good, the uh, speech he gives as well. And it's... It's kind of quite hard hitting mm. about when people disappeared, the, the power and the symbolism of the shield. And it's it's really, really good. I, I love it. And it's quite touching. It makes me miss Captain America even more. Honestly, it really, really does. He's such a fucking good character. Steve represented the best in all of us. Courageous, righteous, hopeful. The world has been forever changed. A few months ago, billions of people reappeared after five years away, sending the world into turmoil. We need new heroes. 
unsuited for the times we're in. Symbols are nothing without the women and men that give them meaning. And this thing... I don't know if there's ever been a greater symbol. I do worry about the next phase because everyone likes things the way they are. People do don't like change, and I'm one of them. I kind of worry about the change, especially when it's something I enjoy. Yeah. How can they talk <clears throat> the previous phase to this one? You know, I I love the characters so much, and I just I worry that it's not going to live up to my own expectations. You know. Yeah, I'm surprised they've sort of carried on with it. It's it's interesting that I know they're doing the Black Widow film, aren't they, and stuff. But I think there's a lot they've they've um, also introduced, haven't they, that Loki, a miniseries for Loki's coming out. Yeah. Which is, it, it, I wonder how much of this they're going to do. And don't get me wrong, I love it all. I think it's all very well, but it's almost seems like they're really prolonging it because yeah. we've had that massive finale against. Thanos and everything in the series when you see all the films interlinked was absolutely brilliant I'm completely in agreement with you I don't know how they're going to do this unless they're going to bring in yet another super baddie sort of thing yeah it'd be interesting to see who the baddie is and there's been a lots of different kind of suggestions of who it's going to be I'm again I'm taking a step back I'm not going to get involved in that but (laughs) interesting to see Again, following on from like the handing over of the like the mantle, the shield. Mm. When uh, they go, like him and Rhodey go for a walk, and you see like through the museum where you see Bucky, and when you see the, like the team divided, the Sokovia Accords, and you see yeah. all the the old posters and Cap's old bike and shield, it's they really are pulling at those kind of heartstrings, aren't they? Oh, definitely. It's, definitely. It just makes you miss him even more it makes you realize just how good for me anyway just how good the old films are and i want to go back and i want to watch all of the captain america films now it's got me that aroused <laughs> <laughs> Marthgasm. yeah it really has they are good though that's the thing when you look at back you know at the start of it you didn't realize did you this journey that the the films were going to take you on because they were yeah. very individual and then it's all come together when you actually because i did it i sat there and on the disney plus channel you can watch them chronologically and right. i did it and it it's amazing how they all interlink and this massive journey over the years that they've been doing it and yeah they are fantastic films they really are and that's why i say the dc stuff just doesn't hold up anywhere no. near comparison because they just haven't been able to do it they haven't made it make it well, one, any of them that decent. And yeah. MCU have just absolutely smashed out of the park. And you can sit there and watch them over and over again. Like you just said, watch all the Captain Americas again. Yeah, and, and it's yeah, completely. They're just so good. And it's only at the end of the journey. I mean, I know a few people um, have got different issues with different films, mm. and, which makes that's why the debate when you talk about this with different people makes it just so interesting. But it is clever the way they've interlink them all and even in the tv programs and mm-hmm. the way they mention it and when you get the crossovers and i always love a crossover when i like for instance when i'd watch um wonder woman and I'd, then I'd, I'd watch also the flash as well and arrow and when you get the crossover there it's it's as if like you're awarded 
for watching all the series and the payoff is great. Even though, even if it's just a walk-on part with Barry Allen walking across with Wonder Woman um, there or yeah. Supergirl, it's just so good. It just it really excites me. I'm that easily pleased in these kind of things. It's <laughs> just fucking awesome. But um, you get a, a flashback because at the start of it, the first what quarter of an hour of this, uh, I'm not too sure. I think it's about 40 minutes long, 50 minutes long, something like that, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. That is all Sam. And then it goes um, to Bucky Barnes. And it's a flashback that he's having. Uh, and I kind of, I didn't really know what this was all about. And obviously it pays off a bit later on, mm. uh, sadly, with his friend Yori. But he's in, and I, talk, I thought it, it could have been Russia. I'm not too sure where it is. Because I know, uh, and I, I say that because when I watched it, I had the subtitles on. And the guys were speaking with a Russian accent, so I literally assumed it was Russia. I think it's Russia, yeah. It's that sort of area. Yeah, and it's clear that the this is going back to when Bucky was the Winter Soldier, when you could say those words and he'd turn into the Winter Soldier, uh, like Baron did. Um, mm. And he kills an Asian guy, uh, a Japanese guy at the end, and at the time when it happens, there is no kind of rhyme or reason for this. And I don't know whether it'll be interesting to see what you say, because it goes straight to therapy where he's talking about what he did. And he's got a list and he's got like a redemption list, doesn't he? Of, yes. Of what he must do. And he's gone back, but he can't kill people. And he must tell people that he's not the Winter Soldier and who he actually is. And you get that as where he actually says to, um, that he's Bucky Barnes. Yeah. But the first thing about this is I thought about James and his swollen glands because he couldn't get the key in the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's a call out from our Lethal Weapon 4 podcast, everyone, uh, if you want to know about that. But yeah, so yeah, he kills this 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 guy who's clearly working for Hydra because he says, hail Hydra, before yeah. he tops him off. And then, yeah, it goes into the therapy. And it is interesting, obviously, because they've they're giving him a full pardon, aren't they? But he has to he has to follow certain rules and he's having nightmares, but he won't admit to the therapist that he's having these nightmares and stuff like that. But it is funny, isn't it? The scene where he's obviously going after his list and he's got that woman and yeah. he's completely screwing with her and driving the car with his how he's got all this technology. I don't know. Um, no. But. You know, he's <laughs> controlling the car and then he just goes up to him, knocks out the guy and then basically mugs her off by saying, I've, you know, I'm Bucky Barnes and all this sort of stuff. And then she gets arrested. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting that he's choosing to do this and that they, they show it. But I suppose it's part of his redemption. And mm. I get from the impression, especially when he's um, sitting down and he's talking to Yuri, that, that he's actually retired from the Avengers, that he's no part of them. Is that what you've got? Yeah, I don't know if he was he ever really part of the Avengers or was he sort of just brought back in because it was Steve's mate, wasn't it? But I don't think the government ever really wanted him to be part of it because they didn't trust him because of his involvement in Hydra. And they're scared that he's obviously going to return back to this sort of killing machine that he was. Um, yeah. So I took it. I mean, it's my maybe it's my naivety, but it's it sort of because obviously he's gone now, Captain America, and the government really don't trust this bloke. So they're just sort of saying, you have to do this or we're going to put you on ice. Yeah, because they did say to him that the government need to be kind of sure that yeah. you've 
I don't know, don't know the information. I'm not going to share the information with anyone else. And mm. that that your husband, in a way, your your mind's clean, I suppose. Kind of that's what yeah. it sounded like they were saying. Yeah. And he has to prove to them each time that his mind is is fine and he's not going to go and fucking take everyone out. But I, I honestly don't know. It's it, it seemed quite strange. And then it goes to the flashback uh, or present day when he is friends and she goes on about he hasn't got any friends, but he clearly has only got one friend. Um, yeah. And it's the old uh, Japanese guy. I think his name's Yuri, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. Something like that. And then it, they're in a bar together and he starts talking conveniently for the story. Thankfully, he starts talking about his son who got murdered and they don't know why he got murdered. Don't know who he got murdered, uh, who killed him. Sorry. And it, it turns out when um, Bucky's on his date with with um, what's her I can't remember her fucking name now, but um, with, I think her name's Leah. Leah, yeah, Nikki Ishiwaka. She's yeah. stunning. She is absolutely beautiful stunning. lady. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really I, nice. I do have a couple of issues with this scene. I have to be honest. I love the fact that he's just asked her out and stuff for for Bucky, and I thought that was hilarious. But it's just really random that they clearly go to this restaurant every week, don't they? Yeah. And but then all of a sudden he sees this this food that's on the thing, and he gets sort of starts getting all upset. It's like surely you must see that there probably every week. Yeah, it's strange, and yeah, and it, the coincidence, the fact that it was Bucky who killed his son, mm. and and he kind of has that flashback when they do go on a date. And um, things do seem to be going really well. And I don't know if she'll be in this later on, whether she's like a sleeper cell agent or not. I honestly don't know whether she'll turn out to be a flag smasher. I, I don't know. But um, is it coincidence that out of all the people in the world and all of the missions that he's been on, and he says that he did 90 years of killing various people, yeah. that he's friends with him? I, I don't believe that that is a coincidence. I, that's got to mean something, if you ask me. I don't know what. Yeah, you'd hope it would tie in. Otherwise, it's just quite random, isn't it? Or it's just expressing that, you know, he's sorry for the amount of people he went around killing back yeah. in the day. And now it's now affecting him and his life all these years later. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? But, yeah, or whether he's on his, his list. I didn't really look at his list in detail. Normally, you pause these things and look at them. He um, was on his list, yeah. Oh, right. Was, so that could yeah. be that he's, tick, got, he's ticking him off his list, a part of his conscience. and Because um, he was going to go and tell him, but then yeah. he bottled it and just gave him the money. So possibly yeah. that's the answer for that. And once he tells him, he'll then go off and no longer be in his life. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see when we will see if he ever actually sort of plucks up the courage to say anything or if he just wants to continue as a, as a friend and and all this yeah. sort of stuff because he doesn't obviously he doesn't realize that his son or friend was evil and you know it was working for hydra he just thinks he's some innocent person that was murdered so yeah. it'd be interesting to see because obviously if he tells him he'd have to tell him well i killed him because of this and yeah. then it'll be the whole thing of well, I don't believe you. It could go any direction, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it his really son, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, the issue, well, it goes back to um, to Sam. He goes to his sister and he, he sees his nephews and nieces. And they've got the fishing boat. Uh, and they've got no money. And they need to rescue this boat and pay for everything for their business. And they go mm -hmm. to a bank. 
Uh, and the scene with the bank loan is just quite interesting. The fact they've got no money. <laughs> I mean, your financials are all over the place. Is there some kind of fun for heroes, or did Stark pay you when he was around? My condolences, by the way. Uh, thank you, but no, it doesn't really work like that. There's a tremendous amount of goodwill, and because of that, people are inclined to help, which applies to the business. Right, but you couldn't have been living off of goodwill this whole time. I don't get what you're going for here. Are you trying to help us or indict us? You have no income over the last five years. How can you have income if you don't exist? Sarah. And they talk about the finances with the Avengers. Yeah. And Pretty it surprises that, they? me that they weren't paid any money. It was donations. Yeah, I know, which is interesting, isn't it? Because, yeah, Stark being a multi-billionaire, but I guess it, why should he pay for everybody? He already bought all their tech and everything. But you'd be surprised the government didn't pay for it. But then there's parts of the film where all the franchises in there where they didn't even want the Avengers to be about. So, you know, it's... It's interesting how, yeah, it's all donations. It is very interesting. It does, isn't it? When you've got the, they save the planet, they save so many lives, they save New York. Yeah. And they weren't paid. I know when, uh, I I can't remember if it was the end of Avengers, maybe, when they're talking about Steve, like, where is he going to live in Queens? And he says, oh, have you seen the house prices in Queens? So they kind of hint to not having yeah. infinite money but as you say when you've got the government when you've got um tony stark just a kind of endless amounts of money yeah that he's got no money hasn't he can't even afford and i know they're going on the blip that he's got no financial history and that they've changed the regulations i, I kind of understand that but yeah you'd think he'd have a nest egg of a fortune from being in the Avengers, and it just seems strange. But I, yeah. I, I, they, they do have a get out about the blip, don't they? They, they do, they do, they do have the blip thing, which obviously has changed everything, hasn't it? Because millions of people disappeared, then they all reappeared, and it's just the whole world's been turned upside down financially and everything else. But I mean, thinking about Tony Stark, I mean, he was a multi-billionaire, wasn't he? I'm surprised yeah. that he didn't leave something for everyone, knowing what they'd done for the world, just to say yeah. that this is your, here's something, because we know you haven't been paid anything. But again, why should he? But Yeah, it's really, you know. really strange. But there again, it leads on to this type of story where they're all amazing people, but they're struggling. So, yeah. Yeah. For them, it's, it's not an, about money, I suppose, is it? No, it's not. It's not about money. Like I say, they did it with a lot of goodwill and knowing that they were the only ones that could do it. So and now they're paying the price because they're exactly. fucking all skids. <laughs> exactly. Thanks very much. Anyone got a spare pot noodle? Yeah. <laughs> so and it kind of towards the end, the last the action kind of really picks up again with the last. I don't know, 15 minutes of this. You've got Torres, and I think he's in Switzerland outside a bank. And it appears that there's like a flash mob outside this bank who are just there to purely distract um, the Flag Smashers when they come out, which seems bizarre, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really odd. You didn't know, I didn't know where this was going to go. And then they all just got, they got given these masks out and then just a text in Russian saying run or switz yeah. and saying run and you're like what's this all about then and then yes. of course he jumps out the 
the uh, window, doesn't he, off the balcony, carrying two massive satchels. And I thought it was a very clever scene, to be honest. Yeah, it's really, really good. And it kind of goes to show when he jumps off what, the third floor or something like that, mm. that he lands. He doesn't do a superhero landing, but he lands no. perfectly well. And he's a big guy with a pony, um, with his like long hair. Yeah. And I don't know who that is yet. I've got no idea. And the, the flash mob are there to distract the police. And I, I don't know why. And you see him kick a police officer and he kicks him about fucking 20 foot across the road, doesn't he? Yeah, he's clearly he's got some super like some superpowers, isn't he, this bloke? To yeah, be able he's... to jump out of a window like that and kick him, you know, yeah. three streets away or whatever. Yeah, definitely. That's it. And the police are there and they try and grab Torres to arrest him and he, he throws one on the floor. Mm. But then he pulls a gun out on this big guy. Um and says he's under arrest, and I kind of, that confused me a bit, because he's, he's in the military, um, so what's he doing there, kind of, it's not his jurisdiction, surely, to be able to go and arrest someone, he's a well, soldier. Yeah. He even says that, he goes, I don't know how jurisdiction works, but you're under arrest, and it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's quite strange, isn't it, he's clearly there, on because he's got this obsession with the, the flag, smashes and he's decided to take it on his own fruition to go and deal with it and see what this is all about then he just gets his ass kicked <laughs> he just absolutely yeah. gets his ass kicked doesn't he yeah so yeah very odd and then uh, it's quite just i didn't know what was going to happen because he throws him on the floor mm. on this cobbled concrete floor and then he stamps on his head and it, it's proper full-on it's hardcore yeah. yeah and then he speaks to to sam he calls him up and he says to him that he doesn't really know who this person is. But then Sam kind of says something which is a bit controversial, which a massive Marvel tease, which they love mm. to do that again, which kind of got me excited. That he says it can't be or maybe it is. And he goes, what? And he goes, oh, no, nothing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? And I kind of I don't know where he was going with this. He was clearly thinking about some kind of mutant. And I don't know, because we had the, the scrolls in the last one with Wonder Vision at the end of it. And right. they came up and obviously they were part of uh, Captain Marvel. So I don't know where he's going to go. It'll be interesting to see who he thinks it is. Have you got any ideas? Uh, no, at the moment, I don't. I sort of recognise it a little bit, if you see what I mean. Something in my head is yeah. saying I recognise that sort of mask and bits and bits. But... I can't piece it together, so I'm really interested to see where this goes, definitely, to find out who this bad guy is. Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. I don't know if the who they're going to be working for, and I don't know if it'd be interesting if it, if it does actually come back to um, Batrock, or whether it's something to do with um, Zemo at all, and whether Maybe. he's going to come in the next one. But and then it, the end of this really threw me for different reasons that uh, he sees on TV that the guy um, on the like, Department of Defence gives the shield to and they announce a new Captain America. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is very odd, wasn't it? We need a real person who embodies America's greatest values. We need someone to inspire us again. Someone who can be a symbol for all of us. So, on behalf of the Department of Defense and our Commander-in-Chief, 
It is with great honor that we announce here today that the United States of America has a new hero. Join me in welcoming your new Captain America. For a number of reasons, the guy they give it to, it looks like he's very special, doesn't he? Uh, he, he does look like he's been aiming for this his entire life. Yeah. He wants it, to be Captain America since he was a small boy. And, yeah. yeah. It looked like World Book Day and he's dressed up as <laughs> Captain America. Because the suit didn't fit him. He just looked well out of his depth. I did, and yeah. It, I just thought, oh, fuck off. And this character, John Walker, again, he's in the comics. And he started off of being Super Patriot. That was his name. Oh. And uh, he was a villain. He fought against Captain America. And when Captain America he always had the shield, he started to question like the American values at the time and what everything stood for in America, which we know that he's big on. And he handed the shield over to John Walker. And when John Walker started to take up kind of the Captain America's reign, that he couldn't handle the pressure, the demands of actually being Captain America. And he gave it, he ended up giving the shield back because he was a, he's a kind of villain that he's more of a, a character that would fit in. Have you seen, um, is it the boys on Amazon? No, I've not seen that. No. It's yeah. about superheroes who are villains and what villains like superheroes would do. It's really, really good. It's, oh, okay. on, it's got, um, Carl Urbine in who's, plays yes uh, I've, I've heard of it but i've not yeah, seen it the guy yeah gets to it. it's really good and he kind of plays a character like that in the comics that that he was more about money and kind of standing and he couldn't handle that the actual values of what it meant to be with captain america that steve rogers did every day and it seemed like the west coast avengers um series of the comics ah, okay. so uh it, I, again it'll be interesting to see whether they're going to go down that line uh of kind of John Walker will have the shield, whether he'll then give it, because we know Sam has the shield at some point, don't we? Yeah, he must get it back at some point. I reckon there's a big face-off between these two. But so obviously you know a lot more about this. Does he have any powers himself, or is he just someone that wants to stand for America and all this sort of stuff? So I don't think, I could be wrong, um, I don't think he does have any powers. No. I, I honestly... I honestly don't know because the West Coast Avengers wasn't a series that uh, I know a man at work who will know the answer to this. Mm, that'd be um, interesting to know. And I'll ask uh, Graham that, but it's, I don't know if he, actually, again, I don't know if he did. I could look into it, but I, I'm sure you would have to. If you're going to be Captain America, you'd need some kind of powers. But again, Sam hasn't, and you see him throwing the shield around. Yeah, so, that's um, true. That's true. It's, yeah, it'd be interesting I, to see. The guy that actually plays him, uh, White Russell looks very different compared to what he looks like in the program. It's quite. <laughs> oh really? Look, he looks horrendous in that outfit. I'll just. Look oh God, I've just seen the picture now. of him. He looks like Grizzly Adams, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? And then he just—I don't know why he looks so weird. Like in that picture, that he just looks so odd. Of all the like... pictures on IMDb to have as your profile picture, you choose something where you look homeless. Yeah, that's weird. And then when he's dressed up as Captain America, his ears are sticking out and he's got a really weird smile. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, it just doesn't suit it at all, does it he? It does look terrible. <laughs> it, yeah. It already looks like the suit doesn't suit him, doesn't no. belong to him. Yeah, you uh, can tell that smile. Not really on there. 
Oh, it's just fucking awful, isn't it? But as you say, his ears are sticking out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you could tighten him up. It is World Book Day. It is. Bless his heart. See someone else wearing, and they've changed the A on the suit. To see him wearing that suit angers me in so many different ways. And I know from the trailer they've got the American football scene where he's running out on the field and everyone's cheering and... And it's just, oh, it's so wrong. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen of how he gives out that shield. If it'll be the comic book way, uh, the pressure, or whether it's just going to be a baddie, or whether Zemo's going to get to him, um, or Batroc's going to get to him and, and turn him, you know? I hope someone just kicks the shit out of him and he just turns around and says, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not Captain America. As much as I want to be him, I can't be him because I'm a massive pussy. That's what I hope <laughs> happens. But... <laughs> But Sam's going to get that shield back. I don't know why. Yeah. All the other Avengers just don't come in and say, fuck off, you're not having that shield. Yeah, yeah, not fit to wear his suit. And your ears stick out, and we're having it back. Yeah, or so. you bring that. Put that back. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be really, really interesting to see. So, yeah. and, and obviously, that's the cliffhanger. That's where it ends. It gives that a kind of a crummy wink. And that's it. But for me, really good episode. Really exciting. There's going to be no theories and twists like Wonder Vision on this, which I'm pleased about, but I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. I did too. I thought it was, it was really well done and it didn't, it's sort of, it's nice that they're painting the picture of the two characters separately. They haven't even met at all yet, have they? So it's no. going to be really interesting to see how they come together because in the films, correct me if I'm wrong, you don't really see them together in that either. So be really interesting to see how they come together and all of a sudden you know they get involved in this criminal world with obviously i'm guessing it'll be the flag smashes and we find out who that guy is in the mask yeah yeah it's going to be really good i'm really looking forward to the next one yeah so much it's a very very Mm. exciting times at the moment so i think when this goes loki's obviously going to be out and it's just going to be there's so much to look forward to it's brilliant i love it i really do so that was um falcon and the winter soldier and We've already discussed. I mean, James is going to be working sadly, so we decided to do what film, Neil? A rush hour. We're going to be doing the rush hour series next. So good. And then after that, I know James is really keen to do Terminator series. So that's two huge franchises that we're going to do, which I'm so buzzing about. It's brilliant. Rush hour is so good. Oh, it is, and it's it's another um, buddy cop film, but very different to obviously lethal weapon in the way it's done but yeah i cannot wait to get my teeth into that exactly exactly so yeah we'll be doing that that'll be out during the week and that will definitely be out by i'd say thursday um yeah. so uh yeah everyone subscribe and you won't miss an episode this one will be out within the next half an hour because i've got because <laughs> i just love it <laughs> excellent stuff well thanks everyone for listening go to youtube go to the film real cast and there are loads and loads of videos on there go on android go to apple the film real cast and there's 125 different reviews i think now so there's so much choice and it's all free and it's all very entertaining so thank you everyone for listening i hope you've enjoyed this i'm Stuart. neil is lovely and we'll be back during the week for rush hour thanks guys take care